long live Moonox Papa. You're now tuning in to the Salvi and Naughty Talk podcast. How's it going, everybody? This is Salvi and Addy. We're on the Salvi and Naughty Talk podcast. We are joined by... What's up, everybody? It's JB Weld. I appreciate the invite and to be working with you guys. Pleasure to have you, man. I was going to say, I wanted to get you on one of these uh, in rotation sooner because we've got a, a handful of these now, but it's I'm glad we got you. Hey, no problem, man. I meant to be the do the last one. I apologize. It's just, you know how it goes. I was just getting hectic right now, and it still is, but I still, right now, you guys caught me at a good time. It's great. It always ends up being like when one guy's available, the other guy isn't. It's a law, bro. It's laws, mandatory. And uh, it, it, I love, like, shout out to Round on one of the podcasts, but he says shout out to technology, like, doing this podcast. Hell yeah, shout out to technology. You know what I heard the other day about some technology? There was this car. I don't know if I told Nadi about it or not, but there's this car they have right now that it's like a Jeep, the new Jeep. You know, they have, like, instead of headlights. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you cruising through the mountains or whatever, and and you're like you're in the snow or the trees or whatever, you know. And it's at night, and your headlights will pop off, and become drones, and they move. What? Yeah, bro, that's the new Jeep, dog. So basically, the headlights will pop off of your headlights off your car, and they become drones, and they move different places to where you can see different angles and better angles and stuff. And then they come back there and they're magnetically put back. It's you've never seen nothing like this. It's crazy, bro. Terminator Five. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, we are into 2020 now, so I kind of expect like this should have been maybe 20 years ago. They made a big deal. 2022, of the term. yeah. You get my point. Like we're we're moving past 2020 already. So I look back at how everybody was freaking out, like it was going to be the Jetsons when we hit from 1999 to 2000. I mean, we're still 22 years beyond that. Have you seen Jetsons recently? No. <laughs> no, I haven't no. seen the Jetsons, bro. We watched the Jetsons <laughs> recently because uh, the kids are getting into the, the, the Flintstones and stuff. I'm trying to show them all those Hanna-Barbera classics. And some of the stuff in Jetsons is outdated to today's standards. It's kind of funny looking at the stuff on the cartoon, and you're like, wow, we don't even use those anymore. <laughs> I did not think about that. It's tight. <laughs> Speaking of the future, what what uh what you got going on, Jay, for the future? Um, right now we're I'm smack in the middle of a of planning a tour, and we're smack in the middle of a releasing another album, which we just released an album a couple months ago, not even a couple months ago, maybe a month ago. Plug it, plug it. Um, we're so we're just you know staying the foot on the pedal, bro. That's what I tell anybody who does this is just uh, do not stop. Keep your place so filled up that you're questioning whether you can handle it. You know what I mean? Just the other day, I was like, oh man, am I extending myself too far? You know, because at the same time I'm doing all this, I'm also doing a outdoor music group and we're forming that whole company and coalition, you know, of musicians. And just this morning, I'm sitting here trying to, you know, overdo my schedule again, telling Dusty Sanders, yeah, I can manage you because he sends me a song that's just amazing. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh man, this kid's the future. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking, oh, I can manage him and do so much for his career and stuff. At the same time, I can't. I, I mean, I'm managing my own career right now. You know what I mean? So and borderline pushing yourself and overwhelming, you know, at that point. I eventually just told him, like, you know what, bro? I was going to pitch you to try to manage you because I just really have so much 
like belief in you and what you could do and stuff. And I've never even would offer that. And I was like, but in the long run, I just don't have the time in, in to do that right now. Like I'm just not focused on it. I can't give you something I'm supposed to be giving myself and other people that are around me right now. You know what I mean? So one of my favorite sayings is, um, can't save uh, anyone drowning if you're drowning. Yourself. Yeah. It's a great thing. <laughs> hey man, ain't that a great saying? I basically just told them, you know what I mean? Why don't you just come on tour? You stick a camera in my face and you help me with the filming of everything, you know, get the bite, get our um, documentary help filmed. You stay in my face and watch how I handle everybody. And then you just use that mirror that for your own career, then that'll launch you into the algorithm and you'll know what to do at that point. You'll know how to handle certain venues. You'll know how to handle how I handle these licensing deals. You'll, you'll know how I handle these, you know, opportunities that come your way, these all the way down to the after parties, to the sponsorships, all the way to the, you know, it, it's all about learning it once you know it. And it, once you learn it, you got to practice it. You know, just learning it ain't enough either. So I told him, you know, you're going to have to just like pack in audio, video equipment for a while and just just be a part of the learning process before you ever really, you know, can just do it. You know what I mean? So I was like, why don't you just come and learn and just become it yourself? You know, don't you have me as a manager? Yeah, it's, a, it's smart. And, uh, and it's, a, it's a gem that and if he doesn't see it that way, he should because it's a gem. That, that's a hell of an experience. Look at all the amazing venues we've got, and not only that, but mud parks and ATV parks. Um, Honestly, I chalk all that up to luck. I can't even believe how lucky we got on that shit, bro. Like, <laughs> honestly, I think it's a combination of luck and skill and opportunity. I was gonna say a few of those, yes. Economics teaches that. Oh yeah, and a, a sprinkle a bit of luck, and then you got those venues. Which um, I seen a flyer go up. There's a lot of venues, and you're telling me there's going to be more? Yeah, so basically... We added four today. Yeah, we added four today. But the flyer basically has a little bit of information that's not... Let's just say updated, because it has us going to North Carolina and Florida, and unfortunately, we won't be making those on the tour this time. So basically, we just kind of opened up the gates a little bit more to the south. That way we could um kind of just kind of do more shows out there where most of our fan base is kind of pointed towards anyway, except for Florida. We have a huge fan base in Florida, but from where we were on our last show before Florida, where we had to go to on the way back to the West Coast, it just wasn't feasible this time. So what we're going to do is go ahead and throw another tour together, I believe, in September and October. August and, and September. Basically is it August and September? September 2nd and 3rd, we have booked in Iowa. Yeah, so I think that's when we should start it, maybe, because think about, like, we're done in June 6th or 10th or whatever it was, right? When's the um, Redwood Rally? That's the very end. That's uh, June 11th through the 13th. Yeah, so we only have June, July, and then, boom, back on tour in August. Yeah, we have a couple months to rest and, and, and catch up with our loved ones, and then, <laughs> boom, we're right back on it again. <laughs> So there's a lot of shows and memories coming up. I guess before we get into even the future ones, I always like to ask people, like, what's your most memorable, either positive or negative experience, either on tour or at a show? Man, positive. Most positive easily would probably be, like, probably say, like, Shiner Fest. Mm. Because what happened was, is, like, it's accumulation of all of our, like, underground fans yep. kind of meeting each other at once. 
and finding each other kind of like there was this whole underground like you know like the moonshining bandits have this whole cult following of shiners they're all righteous people and they have also fans that are these other guys called um ecv they're clampers okay and it's pretty much like a drinking gang you know like establishment thing and they've been doing it for so long and this brotherhood of of brothers that drink together and and they do all these different outings and things and you know it's like kind of camaraderie they celebrate their friendship and there's a lot of those guys that are huge moonshine bandit fans and they're also good old boy fans and then we have our own fans that are pretty nuts you know so we just got a call one day from you know the moonshine bandits hey you guys can you guys come play somebody had dropped out of the um and it was like their major act their second major act that dropped out and we made the announcement that we were playing shiner fest and it's like we could just tell that the earth shifted you know what i mean like it was right then and there it was just like it was hard to explain and and like so even before i got there i just knew it just by how many people were completely buying tickets to the event right then and how many people like were becoming you know intermixed in into our circle from there instantly right when we were on the shiner shiner um fest lineup you know it's like instant it was it's unbelievable you know what i mean and and basically you know they're from the west coast we're from the west coast so i think a lot of it was like a good marriage you know that people already kind of expected that kind of worked, you know what I mean? And so basically we get to the event and shoot, we're, I don't know if we were like one of the first ones to show up in the morning to performer wise, but when we got there, dude, it was like, we got rushed immediately. People were buying all of our merchandise, like rushing us. Like we've had good, really good merchandise days, but it was just like a different feel. It was like hard to explain, you know what I mean? And then when it was time to go up on stage, like you know a lot of people were like hesitant about going first but we weren't we just said you know what give us the microphones and we did our little thing like within like to get people over there within like two minutes we had the whole camp and every single person rushing the stage and like and we just sat there for the first couple minutes and just paid respects to you know the moonshine bandits for doing that for us you know what i mean the the crowd loved it we loved it and then when we performed we just killed that set and this time, when you have a set, you have to kill it at the right time. That's why they say to practice. That's why they say to do everything, you know? Right. And that's basically the most positive thing that happened for a show, you know? Like, all around where it's, like, made a, made an impact on our career. One single show. I mean, that's happened before, don't get me wrong. But that single show was the most impacted. Like, wow, you know? you have a, a story that you're not so content about? Like, maybe, like, oh, I don't was it a fan? I or? do, I do, yeah, I do, and I'll talk about this because you know Ronnie no longer rocks with the, uh, with the um, good old boys like that and perform. So we can turn this into a funny story, but it really wasn't that funny of a story. <laughs> I don't know. It started out pretty funny. I don't know. I don't believe it was time. You know, what I mean, you wanted the negative ones. We're going, but but you got to be careful because it's learning experiences. You know, our first time playing in LA was in Corona, California. I'll never forget this. It was for a 50th birthday party, surprise birthday party for these people, okay? So I give him and his 20 friends T-shirts as part of the deal. So they all are wearing T-shirts. They're all matching. It's part of it's part of the um, surprise birthday party. When the dude shows up, 
everybody's going to be all in good old boy gear. We're his favorite band. They're all yelling, surprise. They give him a shirt and then they, and we start playing. So everything was like magically set up like that, you know, and everything was cool. You know what I mean? Great. You know, Ronnie was there and we were all there and, you know, everybody's getting real sauced up drinking. We still do. Like, we don't have no limits on us like that. But what had happened was, is somewhere down the line, Ronnie ended up having a problem with the girl he was with that night. Well, she's a little bit, you know, inebriated in the situation may somehow may be where he may have been in some way yelling at her about getting in the car or whatever. And, you know what I mean? Like, let's go or whatever. She's not listening. Of course, irritation ensues. And, um, you know, one of the guys doesn't like the way he's talking to the girl, mm-hmm. you know, sure enough, that leads to, you know, who's more macho at that point. You know what I mean? Like, one of these guys is wearing a good boy shirt. Next thing you know, it's, you know, things are just getting out of hand with him and his girl. They lean to another and she storms off and leaves them. He's chilling out with us. We're set, packing all the stuff up, getting all the equipment raised in there. One of the guys gets a little lippy with them. So there's a little bit of an argument. Well, an argument leads into one person saying the wrong thing. Next thing you know, Good old boys are outside of the establishment and we're fighting the oh 20 fans oh that are in God. our merchandise. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wait. Wow. We're fighting the 20 fans that all are wearing our shirts. Okay. <laughs> I just imagined that. <laughs> wow. So if you can think about that for one minute, I'll be okay. So, so, so realization's going on right there. You know what I mean? And then you still get her. She's making a lap. Okay. Cause she's mad and now she's gained some momentum. She didn't even know this is happening. She didn't know what's happening, but now she wants to save her man from fighting. So she made a quick lap, pulled back into the place and almost hits a couple of these people seriously injuring them she's riding a race car you know what i mean one of those interceptor whatever the hell thing is so you know it just a couple people got knocked out that night and you know in, in the long run believe it or not we all drank beers with the owner of the place and the guys that we ended up fighting we ended up drinking beers with them campfire all night long but it could have went a different way you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, and, and because of that, a lot of things changed with, uh, you know, um, how we operate. You know, it's just like a, a crazy evil. You never know. You know what I mean? You could be drinking with the coolest dude, and then he he gets for a couple beers, drink, changes, a couple drinks, couple pills. Next thing you know, this dude's a completely different dude. Yep. You know what I mean? I do. So you just got to be aware, and you kind of got to have people around you that won't accelerate situations. You know, like you got to be very, very, very your head on a swivel. You can see problems when you're on stage with people fighting. Right. You can see problems in your crew of people fighting. Or people saying the wrong thing around the wrong people. You just gotta kindly be vigilant and be like, hey, you know what we gotta do is we gotta uh we gotta like button this shit up because this could fuck with our money. You know what I mean? And branding everyone. Do you kinda have like those meetings within your group? Either A I used to. I used to a lot more, but now it's like we're kind of like running on on cruise control now where 
like me and Remy will see like a fight ensuing. We'll grab our important equipment, kind of stash it to the side. We know that we're kind of like flares. If we try to stop the fight, it might make other people fight. So we got to just kind of disappear a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, but so you're saying you're, you and your crew almost are in are that in sync now where you have a good team and you don't have to worry about kind of yeah like really that's yeah like right now we kind of all know and then keep in mind usually everybody is very 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 in this genre is humble and and very respectful and hospitable so, it's rare, so they're always welcoming us and they're like loving us and woo 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 you know the only time it really gets bad is when there's like some really drunk people that just want to be on stage with us. And they could be up there like messing up the show. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to be a little bit stand stand to these people because, you know, they might be best friends of the guy that threw the show and they just spent five, ten thousand dollars on the us to perform. You know what I mean? There's always that one drunk guy that's on stage that's friends with somebody important that ends up getting absolutely, up. bro. So everything's delicate. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just gotta be like, hey bro, we love you. Can you just, you know what I mean, get on stage, woo woo, you know what I mean? When anybody else would what? When everybody else would probably be like fucking mean, throw the dude off the stage, beat him up or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. I get you. You kind of get what you put in, you know. Naughty, what about you? You have you have an experience that you feel like is unpleasant that you, that you um or or pleasant. It could be either or. Actually, it was an awkward opportunity for a fan to reach up. You know how you when you're performing, you you reach out to people who can give them a high five. Well, this girl didn't let go of my arm, and I had to kind of pull her with me almost on stage as I yanked my arm away from her. But she meant. She was all doing it for fun. It, it was He's just like trying to pull away from me. <laughs> I didn't miss a cue and beat though. I kept the song going. But that was that was one awkward time, I guess, <laughs> in the middle of performing. <laughs> Actually it was I think it's the second time I did the Mudbog event in Koalinga. That was second or third time. It was it'll be our fourth time here kicking off the tour for the Cowboys and Indians uh tour in in, in May. And uh, so a, a lot of these shows are kind of mixing together from different times we've been there, you know? Yeah, bro. We did it a couple of times before you. So, yeah. Uh, can you imagine? Yeah. It's been pretty serious. Time flies. It's crazy. One of, one of my questions, Jay, what was the idea behind Outlaw on the Loose? One of your shout latest out, singles with Ryan J. Yeah, with Ryan J. That song is badass to me. Is that something you and Ryan just sat, sat down one day and just started kind of going? Yeah. So Ryan, man, Ryan and Jay came and hung, hung out in San Diego. I, at the time, me and my um my now wife, she was um had a little fucking condo, and the condo was small, you know, a little two bedroom condo and shit. And basically, I got rem me in, but basically, um, so the condo was kind of too small anyway. But I had I say come through, let's go hang out a little bit. I can't, you know, not invite him over while he's out here hanging out. You know, my girl's making him up some old fashions. He's getting all drunk and he's feeling really good and nice. And, you know, I've already been on like kind of like a bender. He's, he's mentioned him a few times. <laughs> yeah, these things are on point. But he's been trying to like write with me for a couple of times. To be honest with you, I've never written with anybody ever and besides Remy. And we, I'll be like, hey, I need a line, you know, for this and, you know, rhymes with this after... You know, and he'll help me out with it. This time, I he wanted to sit down and write like a song with me. And I was like, okay, well, let's try it. You know what I mean? I was tired. To be honest with you, I kept on denying, kept trying to, like, find ways to not do it. You know how it is when you've never done something? You just you, you just get comfortable. You're like... Uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying, Salvi? You know what I mean? You're just like... I just, I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I was just kind of pushing it off. And then but kept pushing it in the envelope. And he grabbed his guitar. 
you know, I'm watching like TV. I turned the TV down and I was like, well, what do you, what, what, what do you want to do? You know? And he's just like, I'm thinking about something about Hangtown. And I was like, okay, well, what do you think? And really the whole time I'm thinking like, this is going to be stupid. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is, <laughs> the whole time I'm thinking this shit's dumb. I, I remember it like, it's like, I, let's just hurry up and get this shit out of the way. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm really yeah, thinking that. And fucking like, and and he starts singing these lyrics and I'm like, ah, I like, ah, nah, that's, a, that's not right. You know what I mean? But I like the beginning. What do you think? It's like, I'm running from Hangtown in a noose. He came up with that part on his own. And I was like, that's kind of dope. So I was like, well, hell, let me help you write it. From then on, I came up with the, you know, the next couple lines, there's danger in my blood and there's, and I'm an outlaw on the loose. You know what I mean? And I kept on just catching lines and catching lines. And at first I didn't really believe that I could like write that style. But when he was singing it, it's hard to explain y'all. When he was singing it, he was making the song happen. He had, he had the melody down. It's just about getting the right lyrics. Yeah, he's got melodies like crazy, bro. Like, he's one of the guys that you could just be like, here, like, um, make me a little song right now about her being hot as dragon's breath. And that motherfucker will throw it together, bro. You know what I mean? He'll throw a little mal- he'll throw a little melody together and be like, she's as hot as br- dragon's breath, and it'll sound country as fuck, and you'd be like, damn. Melody-wise, I can write melodies all day. That's how he is. That's how he is. That's kind of what he's saying. So so I was just shooting them lyrics. And when I was shooting them these lyrics, bro, he was just killing it with the melodies. And I was like, damn, dude, I was like super impressed. I just kept writing. I finished writing the whole hook with them. It took us maybe about, I swear to God, about 45 minutes until he started getting a little too loud and started getting, <laughs> you know, the neighbors and shit were fucking like banging on the, from underneath, like, hey, quiet down up there. She's, out of all the years she's lived there, she's never gotten one complaint until <laughs> me and Ryan J were writing fucking Outlaw on the Loose at her house. Hilarious, dog. That's hilarious. It was a good experience. Not much to it. it. Just, you know, me and him really concentrating and focusing on the song. Now, because of that, I'm. it opened up my whole life. Like, I'm down to write with anybody now because of that. That's what I'm saying. Pushing the boundaries of com- comfortability and uncomfortable. Such a good thing, bro. Like when you help me, you know what I mean? With the when I was trying to chop and trying to be all choppy with the things and you're helping with that stuff and you're like, hey, just calm down and hit it with the, the other melodies and it came out so much better. Exactly same theory. You know what I mean? I was I wasn't comfortable doing it. I did it, but it sounded way better. So I just ran with it. You know what I mean? Funny story is he he was him and Wild Bill when they came here a month back and we did the the podcast at the Mall of America and did a small show locally here and we did some recording here at the studio. The night before we did the studio recording, uh, Saturday night after our show, we did some drinking in my basement and he busted out his guitar, started singing and me and my wife were sitting back listening to some of his newer songs and one of them he did in particular was one he had just started called Hillbilly Country Ass and he didn't have some of the, the melody down and I, I, I helped him with the, the, the notes and uh, some of the wording in it and uh, he asked me if I wanted to be a part of the song and I was like, yeah. So I had my verse wrote, what, like a day later, mm-hmm. a day later. And we tapped it in. We still got some more, uh, producing to do with like the song. Brian J when I've met him in person, that, that guy's very impressive. Yeah. He's good shit. Very impressive. Hey, tell it's me our team though, bro. Tell me our team ain't strong as fuck. Like you can't, it is. you can't really, we're just getting started. This is it. Salvi. Oh, man, I might have to. I might have to make a couple songs in y'all genre too, man. I don't feel oh. like that. that's all I see is that you should be doing right now, bro. I mean, you do, you're hanging in with <laughs> us anyway. You might as well talk. You might as well make a couple songs about being on tour with us. Fuck it. You hear the song "Sunset" that we had done recently? 
Yep, I do like that one. It's not country. It's not hip hop. It's kind of got it's, more it's, of like an R and B vibe. It's like pop R and B. Yep. Yeah, I remember it. Different, different vibe. Absolutely, it did have a little different vibe to it. I guess what socials should we point them to? We get on there, just find good old boys with a Z. If you look us up with an S, you might be able to find us, but it'll be a lot easier and a lot more quicker. You just put in a Z at the end instead of an S, and then all of our socials will pop up. Just Google us and do whatever you got to do. Otherwise, it's goodoldboys.net. You know, if you guys want some merchandise or whatever, the merchandise is a hot item right now, guys. So yes, I, it is. I, I appreciate you joining us, Jay. I'm going to have you on here again because I, I know you have some more crazy stories. I mean, that story is... I'm going I'm to be telling that story to people. Oh, yeah, man. The story is crazy. You end up fighting your own fans, but then you end up drinking with them. Like, what? You had... I even have some lyrics about it, man. So in the new Speakeasy album, you guys, you'll hear it. Yeah, go check. Go check them out on uh, on Spotify. YouTube. Go check out all their vast amount of uh, really cool, creative music videos. Hey, and let me just say one thing real quick to all the listeners. Um, you know, I don't know why you guys listen to Salvi and Naughty Northern. Really, these guys are aren't really that good at guys, anyways. They're kind of just ugly. <laughs> we, we love you too jay no what i wanted to tell you guys though is that you guys got a good couple group of guys right here you guys i don't know how you found this podcast but you guys couldn't be in with better company these dudes right here are solid they stand behind their stuff they're entrepreneurs they don't care about fame or doing things and for anybody's agenda they're just all around good people so if you found this podcast man, i just want to give you a shout out you know keep on supporting my boys share follow do all that stuff because uh you know real people like this need to be heard more so thank you guys for having me on it appreciate you brother uh close this as you usually do hell yeah we getting naughty